welcome to episode 29 of the Hockey Toolkit. In this special episode, Coach Trimble and I sit down and interview Tim Madsen, who is the president and a hockey advisor for Next Level Hockey. We hope you enjoyed this discussion on the hockey advisory business. Well, hockey fans, we have with us Tim Madsen. He's the uh, director and the owner of Next Level Hockey. It's a hockey advising company that helps a lot of kids all over the United States. And we really appreciate you coming on the on the podcast, Tim. I appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me on. Well, we've heard some really good things with some mutual friends, uh, friends that people know you and that are familiar with Next Level Hockey. Uh, and we wanted to get in a really open discussion. We can really discuss some of the inner workings and how that process of being an advisor works, you know, and, and kind of answer some questions that we get some from parents as feedback and input into the, what the advisory process is. My first question for you would be about uh, what would you say to a parent who has questions about accreditation? So when you're a lawyer and a doctor, you have to go to school for that and get an accreditation. When you're a coach, you have to pass the different levels of certification and background checks. What does that look like for a hockey advisor who's in the business of giving advice to young hockey players and trying to move them on to the next level? What does that accreditation and licensing look like? Good question, because there isn't one. Um, so for for me, there, there's two things. There's two things people really need to look into when they're deciding who to to trust with, you know, having conversations with their their son or daughter and and putting, you know, a lot of decisions uh, about their career in their hands. And that would be number one is do they have any sort sort of background in the game? And, you know, it, it's no different than any other business. You know, it's no different than a financial advisor. It's no different than coaching. I mean, there's been guys who've been thrown in jail for pedophilia who, who passed all their coaching certifications to, to coach in, in USA Hockey or Hockey Canada, right? Um, so for me, I always urge people, it's like, okay, number one, use that thing that we all use called Google and look people up. Um, I just lost a kid. I just lost a recruiting battle about a week ago to a kid. And <clears throat> I wouldn't, I wouldn't promise him that he's going to play in the big 10, <laughs> but someone will. So, um, I wouldn't sell my soul and do something like that, but he went with someone else and I'm like, you gotta be careful. You don't want to bash other companies, but you're like, geez, if you just Google the guy, and, and he's been behind bars. He's done some bad things. And I'm like, how can you as a parent, how can you not look up who you're going to trust be, talking to your kid every single week and putting their, like, be, becoming a, you know, a building relationship with your kid? Um, so that part really bothers me um, that I don't think people do the proper homework. So I always urge that. And I think that's a good lesson for for people listening. Um and then the other one is is just I think I mentioned it really briefly. It's just sheer experience. Um, you know, have they coached in the game? Have they scouted in the game? Is there any kind of background in the game, or are they just a really smooth talker on the phone? And I'm trying to talk to you guys right now, like we're drinking a beer together, and this is how I talk to the parents and kids. Um, and and I think they appreciate that because it's I'm not reading from a script. Um, but it's like any business. Again, you got to. You got to go with your gut feeling when you're a parent and, and you're, you know, you're writing a check for help. And um, 
you know, there should be an expectation for help uh, from, from good people. You know, Tim, that's a, that's a great answer. And, you know, it is a, that's a tough question to answer because like you said, there isn't a ton of oversight. Like there's not a governing body that oversees the advisory practice. Like there would be if you're, if you're a lawyer and you have to pass the bar or if you're a financial advisor and you have to pass the, the series six or series seven exam, there isn't that same practice. So you do have to do your homework more than you would have to do with somebody else. But as you said, people slip through the cracks. And if there's bad financial advisors that find ways to scheme the system, uh, you know, you have, you know, Bernie Madoff sat on the, the, uh, the board of the NASDAQ and he, you know, you know he went to the, uh, you know, embezzled $80 billion. So, um, there are people that slip through the cracks and, you know, we've, I've dealt with people that I know that are, are not, are not smooth operators or, or smooth operators, but not, not honest operators. And there are people like you, like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, Graham James was a championship level coach in Canada and he was a pedophile. So he, you know, he slipped through mm-hmm. the coaching certification in Canada. So it's, it's definitely, it's something that I think parents need to have their antenna up for, like you said. Now, the next thing you mentioned was uh, writing a check. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The hockey advisory business isn't a nonprofit. Um, what would you say to a parent who doesn't know what a payment structure looks like? How are how are advisors compensated? Uh, you know, if you're an attorney, you're on a retainer or you're an hourly rate. What does that look like mm-hmm. for an advisor? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> there's a couple different ways to do it. The the when we first started this four years ago, um, when I got out of the coaching profession. I didn't know any better. And I knew some other guys who had been in this a long time. They had just the one-time fee. And about a month in, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I'm going to have this kid for like six years. So two things. Number one, like, I'm going to lose money on that from a business perspective, put food, putting food on the table for my family. And number two, I have to make money each year. So all of a sudden in four, four years later, if we didn't change our structure early, I'd have like 300 players right now and I wouldn't know what to do with it. Um, and there's not enough time in the day. I have 30 right now and I, I work 15 hours a day. Um, you can't do this the right way or what I think is the right way and, and carry hundreds of players. You just can't. Um, so we changed it. We went, we went to a 12 month agreement. I don't, yeah. don't mean to jump in real quick. When you say 30 players, does that mean you personally? Because I know you do have a staff, which we can mm-hmm. get to in a minute. So is that 30 players within the company or is that 30 players that, you know, you yourself, Tim, oversee? Right around 30 for each of us. Okay. Uh, All right. Sorry. I, yep. I just wanted to yep. clarify that. Nope. So I understood nope, that, better. Yeah. Give or take a few, but we, we stay in that range because okay. it's, it's a wild business. <laughs> and so we changed it to a 12 month agreement with the family. So now I can go to a family and say, Hey, listen, it's 12 months. You're able to hold me accountable that I'm doing what you think I should be doing. And I can hold you accountable that you're not crazy and driving me nuts. So (laughs) it's a fair partnership because we're locked in for 12 months and there's no exclusivity. Like they could go have five advisors if they wanted, but, um, I, I, I like that structure a lot where our company, we're at like a 95% renewal rate. Um, and some of those we choose not to renew with. Um, so I'm really proud of that's maybe outside of the money that we've saved people. That's probably the number I'm most proud of is the, the renewals. 
So before uh, <clears throat> Trimble jumps in here real quick, I want to I want to kind of backtrack before we go further, because I think there's a lot of information we can gather just from, again, learning from the, how the business works here is what uh, and I'll cut this out anyway. Sorry, Trimble's uh, working from his iPhone. We can never get his. We wanted to make sure that we were facing you camera so that you didn't think we were behind the screen. And fortunately, his computer doesn't his webcam doesn't work. So it's only his phone does. So that's why he's. All panicky over there. He looks uh, like he's in a hockey I'm, office. I, I am, and I, I, I'm very. Trevor's the brains behind the operation, but Tim, I would like to say this: you're being, you're disclosing a lot of information, and I appreciate and value that. So thank you. So you got it, guys. I, yeah, no. What I want, so basically, what I want to do is backtrack and start kind of from the beginning of mm-hmm. what, how did Next Level Hockey start, um, and then you know, just briefly your background and then how did it start? And then more or less, um, you know, then we can go from there. I think that'll help kind of us as well as the listeners uh, to really understand it. Cause again, I mean, there's, there's families out there that are like, what is even an advisor? And I know we're kind of jumping into all the hot button topics that people who do know already question, like want to know, but it's like, we kind of got to, we're starting in the middle of the book. We want to start at the beginning. So could, I mean, do you mind Fair going enough. into a little bit of uh, just your background and then how the, you know, the whole sure. company got started. And then I think probably our questions will make more sense even for myself. So it's been a long day. Sure. Sure. Screen all um, so I grew up in Minnesota, um, played high school hockey there when played two years of junior played college hockey at Niagara university. Um, as soon as I got done playing, I, I was an assistant in the North American league for one year. Then I came back to Niagara was an assistant coach for seven years. I left here, went and took a head job with the wilderness in the North American league for two years. And then I took the head job at St. Scholastica for two years. Um, so that's 11 years between playing and going to school and coaching here. I've lived where I live now in, in, in the uh, Buffalo, uh, Western New York area. That's a good resume. So my wife, um, my wife and I just, we, after my second year at Scholastica, we just said it's, it's time. I, I didn't want to chase it around anymore. And we just had a kid. So, now it's like, what's next? And I didn't have, I would never have thought in a million years that I would do what I'm doing now. Because, you know, and part of the reason that I wanted to come on here and I sent you guys that message that day um, was because like, like I'm not dumb. I know the reputation of the business isn't the best. Um, and I just wanted to, educate people that you can't you know paint everyone with the same brush it's just like any business it's just like coaching it's just like like i could tell you coaching stories of people that i won't deal with it's no different um but very fair very fair so finally i'm like well i want to stay in hockey i don't know anything else so i'm like let's do it so um a couple good friends of mine our old goalie coach from um the wilderness names Terry Dunbar. He's a northern Minnesota guy. Um, played college, played pro. Um, I approached Terry and, and uh I knew I was gonna resign from Scholastica in, in the coming days. And I approached him and said, What do you think of this? He's like, I'm in. Then I approached uh uh Zach Bargi, who scouted with us when I was with the wilderness. He said, I'm in. So we started this thing from scratch, first six months, cold calling kind of knowing what we're doing, kind of not knowing what we're doing. Um, just figuring it out. 
And, you know, we went from having, you know, maybe a dozen players in six months between the three of us to, you know, me getting 10 phone calls a day now from people that I don't even know that, you know, just from word of mouth and, and, um, and, and doing a good job taking care of our guys. So I'm pretty, pretty proud of that. Um, when you, when you look at how it started to now, you know, when you're, <laughs> you're walking out to the driveway praying, there's a check in the mail to, to now where, you know, a lot of it, you're not chasing as much. Most of it's coming to you because we've, you know, knock on wood, done a great job of building up some credibility out there. So. Well, that's, that's a fantastic story, Tim. And, you know, I think that sometimes gets overlooked is how, how often the hockey business, although it encompasses multiple continents and thousands of players, it's really a small business operation when you get outside of the governing bodies. You know, I'm here in central New Hampshire and uh, the New England Wolves is a program that Tim Kunes and myself rescued from bankruptcy. And we built it into a, a, a really good program in, our, in the Eastern Hockey League. And uh, and now we have youth hockey. And it's a similar story. Like, you know, like you, you grind and you work and you try to do right for your kids and your players and your parents. And uh, hopefully you have a vision one day that'll lead to success, but also kids will be happy and enjoy and love the game and you can grow the game. Um, so we're in the same boat, it feels like, you know, and that, that's a cool thing. Um, I know, Trevor, do you have more questions on, on that? No, I mean, I, no, I'm glad. I, I definitely think that helps. Um, you know, definitely gives us a background gives a, everyone a background and, uh, yeah, no, go ahead, coach. I know you got some questions, so. I do have a couple more. You, you mentioned the payment structure and retainer that you deal with kids on a 12 month plan. Um. Uh, you know that you you're getting back to that that topic of, of 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 what compensation looks like. My next question for you is is something I see with a lot of different practices, but not always. I it may not always apply may not apply to the next level hockey, but a lot of advisors are compensated by teams, um, and especially at the pay to play level, and that creates a a tough situation where. Uh, you know, you're looking out for the best interest of your client, but then you're also double dipping in 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 uh, into a, a team paying for your your services as well. Uh, do you have any people on, on your staff that are work for teams? Do you deal in that kind of practice where you're where you're compensated with uh, by other teams, or are you strictly for the best interest of your players, trying to promote them to the next level? No, we've I've had that presented to me before. Um... And we've never done it. it. It's it's like, hey, it's 10 grand to play here. We'll give you two grand a kid. I'm like, okay, like, okay, what now? Yeah, so so you're going to give them a deal and just give them eight? Because then I'll just give them the two grand. I'll just give it to the family. No, 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 no. So now we're going to charge them 12. So they're still going to pay their 10. But they're actually, to your point, they're double dipping. And the family doesn't even know it, but they're paying me more money so um i don't like that uh our guys would never do that or they wouldn't be with us anymore um it's just not it's not it's not necessary like i would rather get a kid we're gonna get more players by saying like hey the family can only afford this and most people are gonna do it and you just saved a family three thousand bucks and for for us that's going to lead to referrals. It's going to lead to to positive word of mouth. 
that is more priceless than getting an extra 1500 bucks or 2000 bucks from somebody. So we've, we've never barked up that tree. I know that tree gets barked up uh, out there, but we don't. Are, are there any particular uh, associations or programs that you recommend over other based upon previous experience or like you, like let's say you have a kid that comes in from Minnesota and he wants to go to these specific schools. Are you looking at the track record for that particular player uh, to get to those certain schools and what programs would fit best? Or do you kind of say, well, I know the reputation of this coach in this program. I'm going to refer you to my friend here. How does that work for like the introduction process from getting a kid, identifying the right fit for him, and then finding a home for him? For, for us, it's, and I say this to every family, it's, it's not, it's not where you want to play is where you're going to play. It's, our job is to help help guide you to where you belong. So, which is really hard because everyone, human nature wise, everyone thinks they're a little bit better than they are, even if it's just a little bit. Oh, and so they're trusting our evaluation from our experience in the game to, to tell them where we think that they belong. And that's part of the consulting. That's you're consulting them on, on what you think they should do. Um, it's frustrating when they don't listen, um, even though they're paying you. Um, and then we got to go clean the mess up a little later. But sometimes it's okay when they have to go through that and get kicked in the groin because it's going to make them better in the long run. So it's a little frustrating, but I also it's also okay sometimes. And it ends up okay at the end of the day because – I'm all about these guys going through adversity and getting told no for the first time in their hockey career. But um, I also don't want to pack in their bags four times in one year. I just don't think that's healthy. Um, so, but the other part to your question, I mean, there's organizations that do a really good job and there's organizations that I have zero interest in dealing with. Um, so for me, like, unless it's desperation time, like, like we're not going to bark up the tree of, of team X. Cause I don't know. I don't think they're good people and I don't like how they do business. Um, and then there's people that are exceptional people in this game that um, those are the guys that you want to help because you help them. You're helping the kid. Everybody's, everybody's being helped. Right. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it gets a little tricky sometimes because you know, if your best relationships are here, but he's not quite here yet, you're maybe not as versed here. That's when you got to, like you guys said, using your contacts and asking around, you know, if I'm a decent guy or not, same thing. Like, Hey, are these guys like, are these guys good? Are they good guys? Like, do they focus on development? Is this coach under heat to win every single night? Um, all that kind of stuff. So it's case by case, but I mean, it's all about, the hardest part of this is like, we're going to get you where you, we're going to help get you where you belong. And sometimes where you belong isn't what people want to hear, but that's the job. So. I think that's a fantastic answer, Tim. Um, you know, getting to where you belong, right? Like that's mm -hmm. so often it's like kids get sold a bill of goods that like well, we had this player go to here. So although you're not there yet, we're going to get you there because we've, demonstrated we could possibly do that but every kid is different every financial situation is different every kid has a different 
uh, level that they can possibly reach given their skill set, their national athletic ability, their uh, their time horizon in the game and playing junior hockey. Everything is very different for each individual kid. Uh, so oftentimes you see a lot of advisors and they're just promoting, you know, we put players here, we put players here. But it's like, that's well and good. But what about my kid? You know, my kid has a different trajectory than all those other kids. And what can you do for my kid? So I think, you know, that tagline, I don't know if, I don't know if your business had that tagline, but putting you where you belong is a fantastic, fantastic uh, tagline, I think, for parents in, in setting realistic, uh, realistic goals for their child. When I write a book one day, when I'm done doing this, that's going to be the title of a chapter. Because <laughs> I trust me, well, I could I mean, write, I could, I could write one right now. <laughs> I'm sure you can. And I mean, if, if I get, if you, if you let me write the uh, epilogue or something or the intro, I, I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah, you guys are in. You guys are in. Uh, Tim, yeah. What do you got for Tim? I, 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 yeah, I want to turn it over to you for a little bit because I've been kind of bogarting the call. No, it's all good, man. Um, it's just how it usually is, right? It's usually the other way around. I never shut up. Um, so Tim, again, I'm more of in the boat of like, let's try and you know educate, even for myself. Um, you know, just educate more, more, and more. So, if I am, let's put it this way. Let me ask this question: What are typically when you first are introduced to a player? What is the age that around that you're usually first introduced to them at? Um. Just anywhere, give me a from, anywhere from 16 to 20, 16 would be the bottom end. Okay. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a parent of a 16 year old. His name is Johnny Tryhard. I want you to be the advisor for my son, Johnny. Mm-hmm. What is this process? How does this process look for at least working through you guys through next level hockey? What is that? How does it from start here? What are the first steps that we, you guys jump into? Well, the the first step is always to build a relationship with the kid because, you know, I'll, I'll have a phenomenal conversation with a parent and they're like, we're in. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to talk to the kid first, man, because if he's not embracing the help, then you're throwing your money in the dumpster. So um, most parents appreciate that. Yeah. Um, sure, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you talk to the kid, it usually goes pretty well. Um, and then you tell the parent like, hey, I'm good to go. So you start out with the the relationship building process. Um, and it depends what kind of year it is too. Like this is a really awkward time of year right now because everybody's freaking out about next year and nobody makes a junior hockey team in February. Right, Andrew? So, um, <laughs> so trying to manage that and, and make sure everyone calms down. And then as you guys know, there's a lot going on in the junior world right now. So, um, yep. you know, I'm just preaching patience right now and, um, but so there's a relationship building process. Um, if you're in the middle of the season, any time a kid wants to do video with any of us, we do video with them, do a zoom every once a week, every couple of weeks, it's, it's always on the table for them. We make sure to let them know that. And they got to ask us because we, you want them to really want to do it. Right. You really want them to be hockey, want them to want to be players. Um, so, you know, half the kids take us up on it and, you know, I got guys that every single week they want to do it. And I'm like, that's great. And some guys have never wanted to do it. So, um, which is just another piece of the service. So, um, and then you just figure out where they're at. And, and although, although our evaluation is important, we're still not the decision makers. So like, if I think a kid's a North American league kid and they're like, Hey, Tim, like, 
who, uh, who who's your best forwards and, and you give them a short list of forwards, it's got to be their idea because you don't want to just be a favor. Because if you're just a favor um, and you don't get off to a good start, you're probably one of the first guys out the door, right? And that's that's not good for the kid. So the, the misconception of this business is well, all they do is find places for these guys to play. It's like, that's like 5% of what I do. That's like nothing. That's like, and most people are like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what, well, what do you do that? I don't know. I deal with girlfriend trouble, deaths and deaths in the family, academics, um, teaching a kid how to set up a meeting with his coach if he's not happy and what to say and how to say it, um, managing mom and dad and, 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 and educating them. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on billeting issues. Like that's the stuff that consumes most of my day every day. Um, and the other stuff, like, I don't want to say it's not hard. It's, it's not easy, but it's like not the biggest part of this job. And that's the misconception of this is, or maybe when people just start a random advising business, which we see pop up every day, uh, I think that's what they think it is. I think they learn real quick. Like that's not what it is. Like necessarily like I'm getting, you know, two in the morning text messages about ice time. Like, how am I going to manage that? You know, like right, they right. probably aren't expecting that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a really unique business. Yeah. You know, Tim, that, that answer is fantastic. Like, uh, you know, I, I think as a junior hockey operator too, like when I, when I first got into coaching 15 years ago, I, I was like, well, I'm going to be coaching. But, the vast majority of my day is not spent coaching. It's dealing with those billeting issues. It's dealing with managing kids' expectations. It's it's making sure that the kids are on time for things and you're developing good athletes and good human beings and our community service program and uh, you know paying our bills and doing the bookkeeping. It's, it's all that other stuff. Um, you, you you mentioned, you know, and, and you're one of the really genuine good guys in, in this business. And you mentioned something that... Um, it's difficult to ask, but you said you're getting, you get texts at like two in the morning mm -hmm. and we talked about accreditation and we talked about uh, background checks and there's are there are some, there are some tough guys in this business who shouldn't be in the business. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an established fact. Um, how do you, how do you maintain boundaries? How, how, how do you maintain and tell a kid don't, don't be texting me at two in the morning because you're the good guy, but there are other guys. Oof, that's right. not a good idea. What, what, where do we go from there in this, in the future of this business? And, and, and what they'll do is they'll just go dark on you and, and you're done. Right. Um, you know, we're able to like what I would do and it's happened before. It's usually, usually from a parent, not the kid. Um, you know, I don't answer. And then the next day I call him. I'm just like that. That can't happen again. Um, that's not what this is. Like I'm on your team and you know, there's nothing I can do about your ice time. So I'm here to vent, but vent to me at eight in the morning. I got three, I got two and a half kids. I got one, another one coming in a month. Like no, I got a, I got a life, I got a life too, guys. <laughs> so, um, I think I speak for our whole group that we're a lot better at that than we were four years ago. Like, I mean, four years ago, a parent reaches out to you with something goofy and you, I got anxiety and I wouldn't sleep at night. You're trying to grow a business. 
now I just, if it's something really goofy, I'll just look and chuckle and I'll just call him the next day. And I'm cool with like every single parent we work with. And I'll call him and be like, John, what are you doing? Like, don't do that to me again. You know? So like, that's just how we are. We're just, we're just dudes. We're like, Hey, just, just don't do that again. Like seriously. So no, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, you got to cover yourself. Yeah. But we've, we've, we've done a much better job. I think setting the precedent early on. Like I want to deal with the kid. I want to talk to this kid every week. I don't want to talk to you every week. I know you're writing the check. Um, you're uh, entitled to to be in the loop and, and you will be, uh, especially with all the important things of finances and, and big decisions, but the relationship building part, like you got to let me do this with the kid. You have to. Um, and, and since I started putting it that way, like people have been pretty darn good. Like they've been a lot better. So, um, but it's all, it's all out of love and I get it. Um, you just got to manage it a little bit because you only have so many, so many hours in the day. And it's like, man, like I could have spent all that time actually helping, helping your kid, you know? So it's just, it's an interesting world. It's fun though. It's very, it's really gratifying. Um, really gratifying because you know, we think we do a good job. So that's fantastic. Trevor, what do you got for Tim? Yeah. So, okay. Johnny Tryhard, he's, uh, we're on the screen. We've met, we've, uh, we've, we've talked. And now, now what is the next step for you guys? How do you get, how would you say, I mean, it, sight unseen, you might have, you, you alluded to video. And when you said video, I'm assuming you mean like you're talking about doing like shift breakdown, like game evaluation. Um, so you've seen some of that then. Um, like what is the next step on trying to, you know, I what is the next step for my kid? What how do we now get him going to that next level? How do you establish that? You know, like literally what is the next move? Well, it's it's case by case because right, you know, Johnny Johnson might tender with the North American League team in, in November and then uh, excuse me. His name's Tryhard. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot Johnny Tryhard. We're going. Um, from, we're going he, to someone he, else. <laughs> he's he's, he's he, he might tender with a team in November, and then now that's that part's kind of done. Even though we all know he's still got to go make the team and all that, but camp's not until June or July. So now it's all like the development piece of it. So we are really careful with the video piece I mentioned earlier because you don't want to step on, especially junior coaches' toes. Um, I remember when I was coaching the wilderness and advisor did video with a kid and I f- went nuts on him. Um, so it's one of the first <laughs> things I told the boys, I'm like, Hey, like if it's a junior team that never does video fine. And there are some of those out there, or if it's a youth team, um, they don't have time to do it with, for every kid. Right. So we'll, we'll do it in high school hockey or, or, or midget. Um, but you know, Trevor, it's it's case by case because that kid that got wrapped up, uh, his rights got wrapped up in November. Now I can focus on the development piece. You're watching the kid shifts. You're watching his games. You know, we got Instat. Our company's got Instat so we can watch all that stuff. Um, and and they know that we have a background in hockey. And I'll just speak for myself. Like, they know I coached before at some of the levels that they want to get to. So now if I, show, if I text them a couple clips at 10 at night, and they just, their game got over at nine 30 and I'm like, Hey, like 
let's, you got to move your feet here, man. We talked about this last week. Like I'm helping that kid. I'm helping his development. And his coach might say it to him, but it's, it's when you get it coming from a couple different ways, especially somebody that, you know, is in your corner, right? Um, like, like you can help these guys with their play. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's just the day to day. I got scratched for the first time on Saturday. Um, I'm going to go talk to coach on Monday. I'm like, no, you're not. You just, you just got swept. He's going to be ornery on Monday. Wait till t- wait till Tuesday or Wednesday. Here's what you're going to say to him. Here's how you're going to say it. Right. So you're constantly dealing with that because especially at the junior level, the peaks and valleys are so crazy that one week, the kid's on top of the world. And then the next week, like the world is falling, the world is ending. Right. So you're just managing that and helping them. And, and then when it's time, so like the kid that doesn't have that opportunity to tender with somebody in November, well, number one, his production is going to dictate where he plays. Like we hinted at earlier, alluded to earlier. Um, so if a kid gets off to a slow start, it might be like, hey, like I I know you're better than that and ready for this. So let's just get after a little bit. We're just going to slow down here till you get there. You know, because you only get one shot with some of these guys, right? Right. You know, you have a conversation on a kid and and uh, and you bring someone up who's not ready. They might not take your call next time. So you have to be really careful with that stuff. Um but yeah, it's Trevor. It's really, it's really hard to explain. I think I explain this what I do for a living like a different way every time when I get asked. Like it's really because like we do a ton of things. Like it's really, it's really interesting. So, no, that, for that, sure. like, that synopsis of what you what you're doing though is it, that's impressive to me. Like most of the advisors I've come in contact with, it's really about introduction. It's about promotion and it's not about development and i'm i'm impressed tim that that, uh, you have so much invested in that development well a lot of these kids we preach it all the time because we're in a you know we want everything tomorrow world right um it's like whoever wins a long game like you're playing junior till you're 20 if you really want to do this so like everything builds up to that so it's all about who wins a long game not, not, not who wins tomorrow. So, um, kind of like I said earlier, like everyone's going kind of crazy right now. And it's like, we got, you know, eight months, seven months until you're going to report to your team. So let's make sure it's the right opportunity. I mean, if you want me to make one quick phone call, I might be able to do that and have you off my butt for three or four months, but it's not going to be what's best for you. Right. You know, and I think that's kind of the problem with our business too at times is, you know, you just go, 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 go at people and finally they budge and take a kid. Now in our profession, you're going to be like, well, I guess I don't need to deal with them for four or five months. Right. And it's like, no, that's not the way it goes. Like take that four or five months, be thorough, make sure it's the right spot. Like we said earlier, the place he belongs. Number one, you're going to have you're not going to lose credibility with that person that you sold a bill a bill of goods to later on. Number two, you're going to save yourself a bunch of work later because otherwise, because something bad's going to happen if you get the kid in the wrong spot, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think that happens quite a bit. Um, 
but I mean, we're, we just try to make sure it's the right spot and which isn't easy either, but yeah, no, I mean, again, I didn't want to, every kid's situation is different. Um, as you already said, I mean, it's no different than coaching and, you know, being or managing a team, you know, everybody's different. So it was more or less trying to get, you know, find out how, if I'm a prospective, um, you know, I, I'm sure you, client probably is the word to use, but I'm sure, you know, just part of the team for your team um, mm-hmm. as a, as a player, you know, what would be the, um, like, what would that route be of, okay, let's establish where you're at. We've done, you've, as you said, you guys do the video, you've looked at their shifts, um, you kind of, you know, are, I guess my next question would be what type of demographic of players are you guys looking to take? Because to be honest, I've, I mean, I've sat on calls um, where parents have talked to advisors and the kid doesn't, the kid from what we can pretty much know is going to end up being a tier three player his whole career. Um, and, but I hear the, the spiel that they get and it's just like, you're selling this, this family a phony, you know, you're, you're selling them the fuzzy under the popsicle stick. Um, what, uh, so like, how do you, do you have a certain type of player? Like, Hey, we we're really more of a, a, a company that works with tier two and up, or are you guys willing to take anyone? Um, you know, you've already alluded, you already said you've got only 30, you personally have 30 um, clients under your, basically under your umbrella. So like, is what is the standard? What are, what are you guys looking for to work with uh, mm-hmm. player-wise? Good question. Um, so when we started this, it was first like, hey, like we want division one prospects. Like, you know, we want good players, whatever, whatever. And then, and then a good buddy of mine, um, really good buddy of mine, uh, good hockey guy. When we were talking about me getting in this, I'm like, I want to get studs and so on and so forth. And we've had plenty of studs, but he was like, well, who the hell do you think you are? He's like, who are you to not take a kid if they're good people and genuinely need the help, because most people have no clue how any of this works, as you guys know. Yeah. If they're they're genuine people and genuinely need the help and you tell them exactly where that kid is at and what the ceiling is. And if they still want the help, who are you to not help them? You know, if his dream is to play ACHA division one, not NCAA hockey, well, he doesn't even know how, he doesn't know how to get there. It's not easy. Like it used to be to play ACHA division one. So I changed my mindset and my only criteria, and I'll speak for my guys too, for Terry and Zach and Timmy, like, um, like as long as they're good people, that's all we care about. Like you make your judgment five minutes into the conversation and you either, sorry, we're, it's not going to work or, or you're like, I'll, I'll do this if you guys want to do it. Um, because at the end of the day, if a player isn't as talented guys, I know if I don't take him, someone else is going to take him and he's not going to get the value. I don't know if this sounds arrogant or not, but I'm proud of the way we do things. Um, if I don't take him, someone else is going to take him, And I don't think they're going to be able to do what we do for him. Cause I know we've saved families in the last 18 months, over $1.24 million in hockey decisions. I track all that stuff. 
So and what goes into that number? Like how um uh tons of different examples. Um, you know, team down in Texas keeps calling you, begging you to come to camp. You live in Minnesota. Um come on, you got a really good chance to make our team, blah, blah, blah. Your defenseman. Kids all excited, families all excited, feeling good about themselves. I, I talk to them. I'm like, whoa, hold on here. Like they returned seven D from last year's team. So plus a tender three and they drafted four. So you got to beat out 14 defensemen. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to go to, you know, so-and-so has got a camp in Minnesota and they only return two defensemen. So you cancel out the camp fees and you just save the family 3000 bucks on, on flight, hotels, meals, maybe more. If, if mom and dad both go right. Um, you well, know, we're bringing the whole family for sure. We know that. <laughs> yep. Um, tuition. Um, is it is a big one? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, it, I'm I don't want to make it seem like I'm skeptical of your number. I'm just curious no. how you how you come come up with that just in the grand scheme of things. Uh, you know, it's easier to try and under again to understand that because that that's I mean, that is a big claim, and I'm not saying it's not true whatsoever. Mm-hmm. What I'm just mean by that is that's that's just a big uh, that's a big ass number, and uh, mm-hmm. I would be pretty proud if I was able to do that too. I'll send you. I'll send you my spreadsheet. There's nothing to hide. It's pretty cool. I'll send it to you. Um, as long now, as you now, when don't. you say Tim, when you say tuition, saving tuition, does that mean are you negotiating like a like a, like a say a tier three contract with with an operator, or are you going um, evaluating apples to apples, looking at them from one operator to another, and helping them choose a different operator for a cost savings basis? Uh, what do you good mean question. by that tuition? Good, good question. Um, not the second piece of that because, again, it's it's got to be the right spot, right? So if you know a spot is the right spot, and it's ten thousand bucks, and they genuinely can't do ten, and they can do six, and you say they can do six, you want it or not, most people are going to take it. Nine out of ten are going to say yes, um, and it's not scumming them. It's like they can only do six. So, and if they, if, and if they're not willing to, then you go to the next team that is a good situation for him and they're going to do six then. So now you just saved a family 4,000 bucks. So, and then you got the college stuff too. It's, it's walking, walking. That's where it's easy for that number to get high Trevor. Um, You know, it's like dealing with a, like people don't know you can negotiate with these division three institutions. Like, you know, if they if they come in at thirty, you know, everyone's hurting for enrollment right now. <laughs> if you if you come in and be like, listen, I can do twenty, I can do twenty one. If you say yes, I'm in tomorrow. A lot of times they're going to do it. So, I mean, there's there's a ton of ton of different ways where where we get to that number. Um, do you assist with like Division three uh, scholarship uh, dollars with, with kids too? Like, do you help them with that scholarship process? Um. Yeah, like it, like a situation where I'm trying to think of a good example for you. Like, let's say the number is a little high for the family. Well, now it can be like, hey, like you guys are a little bit high. Like, you got anything he can apply for? You know, because most schools have you know the twenty five hundred dollar this, the the three thousand dollar this, the fifteen hundred dollar this. Um, I'm not saying he just is going to get those because he's a hockey player, but he can at least the family can have knowledge to at least apply for it. Cause most people don't even know they have that kind of stuff. 
So, you know, just from having worked at that level, like, you know, that's a question too. Like, Hey guys, do you have anything you can apply for? Yeah, we have this, this, and this. Okay. We'll go do this, this, and this, see what happens. So, um, yeah, it's just another, another way where you can give them some advice and consult them on, on, you know, how to approach that stuff. And the division three stuff is, you know, the most part that mostly you know, our program deals in, you know, we, we deal with mostly division three athletes and, and uh, people don't realize the amount of scholarship, the money that is just waiting out there for them. Uh, you know, when a, when, a, when a kid tries to, you know, an institution in Southern New Hampshire, if they apply at a specific major, they can get money off of their tuition. If they apply as a certain, uh, with a certain amount of college credits, they can apply as a transfer student and now get a certain amount of tuition. So there are a lot of scholarship money that's available to kids, but they don't always take advantage of that. And um, a lot of advisors are just looking at the win-loss record, oftentimes of those Division three schools, and that's not advice to me, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, it's, there's, I mean, you have, you know, indigenous money, you have, um, you know, I think I could have went to like four or five different schools uh, for free back in the day, which I had no idea. I found out later because of the percentage of Native American that I am. Hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of people don't know. They don't know there's ways to to cut costs on, on things out there in this game. So, like, I'm confident telling any family without saying the word promise, which you can't say at all in this business, um, other than you're going to do your best. Like I'm confident saying like, whatever our fee is, like we're going to save you at minimum what that fee is and it's going to cancel out. And usually we save people three or four times our fee. Every, I mean, all the questions that I had, I mean, you've already hit on pretty much. Um, you know, my other big question was, you know, how, how much do you guys have? Because, um, and again, you've already answered it, uh, but, you know, Trimble and I have talked about on a previous episode of, you know, where get the phone calls from the advisors and they're the ones doing the talking and you've got 19 year old, you know, Johnny Tryhard, who, you know, as a coaches, we want to see those kids advocate for themselves. Yet instead you've got the, um, you know, the advisor who's doing all the phone calls and, you know, oh, my kid's not getting enough to like, but you've already said, I mean, you, you talk the players through and hey this is what you're going to say this is what you should say um you know these are the questions you want to ask and i mean again i i mean that's that's the right way to do it in my eyes i i would i don't have to deal with advisors yet until nine-year-olds get advisors um uh, when, <laughs> when that happens um but uh until then um you know, i wouldn't surprise me if it's right around the corner um but uh yeah i mean that uh that would be honestly, that would be the type of company that I would if I have a player who has advisors, that would be the type of player I would want to have. Um, or that type of advising company working with a player that I have taken from my team. Because I as Trimble, I'm sure can attest, he's probably gotten numerous phone calls over the years listening to just constant dribble that it's pretty simple to answer those questions if the guy only paid attention. Um, and again. I think from our standpoint, uh, you know, this has been very enlightening. I mean, definitely very informative. And I think even from my standpoint, because I, I do think, as you said, it is, it can be unfair because we paint a advisors can be painted in, in quite a broad brush of all being the same. And, um, and let's, let's not, we're not going to kill ourselves. There are 
shitty advising companies out there. There's <laughs> shitty skill coaches out there. There's shitty hockey coaches out there. Um, you know, the list <laughs> the goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You t- you two are married and it's Valentine's Day when we're recording this, so I'm not gonna even ask. Um, but uh I so I, I think it is it definitely is unfair when you've got quality. Um, but I think as you've already said, I mean, your roster is pretty much as of right now, you said you handle 30 guys, you're full. So that's uh, from what I gather. So that that sounds pretty much like you're doing the right things. Um, you know, it's when, you know, when people are banging your doors down, as you said, like it, when you started, guys weren't coming in, um, you know, you, you kind of were like, Oh, am I going to get a check? Am I not? You know, because who's coming in, who's not mm-hmm. now, now you you're at the point where you're turning people. Well, if you are just as broad assumptions, um, but uh, you're turning people away. Um, you know, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, that means you're clearly doing something right. And again, we've already said, you know, we, we've reached out to some of our contacts at various levels and like a division one coach I've talked to. And he's like, yeah, he's Tim's a good guy. And I was like, okay, all right, well, uh, yeah, we'll bring him on. So again, I mean, I appreciate your time and, uh, you, uh, coming on here and talking with us and Trimble, do you got anything else before we kind of wrap up here? Yeah, Tim, I got just one last uh, If you can give me one great story of a kid who's excelled under the next level hockey uh, advising practice and one kid or one type of kid, I know because you don't want to bury a kid, but one type of kid who has uh, maybe not not excelled, but the not right type of kid uh, who's moved up through the junior ranks into college hockey. A success story and a failure story. The The best... The best success story is we had a kid a couple of years ago could have went and played anywhere in the BC league, anywhere in the North American league um, played the year before for the New Jersey hitman in, in the NCDC. And so these guys are all over both of us. And I'm like, dude, what do you, what do you want me to say to these guys? And he's like, I'm going to go back. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I respect that. Steer to hockey, just go produce. And so he goes back. Of course, everyone was mad at me. Um, He goes back and it's about the first week of December. And um, talking to Penn State and they're like, like, you guys need bringing any more 20 year olds, any more 20 year olds. Now we're good. Okay. What are you thinking about? I was thinking about so-and-so. Oh, yeah, he's a good player, but we're good. Call me back like two days later, and they're like, hey, like things have changed. We're bringing a kid in at Christmas time for the second semester, and he's on a list of like five guys. I didn't even say anything to the family about it because I didn't want to get their hopes up. He calls me back two days later, and he's like, hey, we want to move forward on this. Do you think he would come? I'm like, Yeah. So he goes in at Christmas and then you fast forward three months later in March, he's got three goals in the big 10 playoffs. And it's a 20 year old kid who had absolutely nothing, not one school in the country would give, was given him, was given at the time of day to bring him in. And then a big boy like that comes along and, um, and brings him in at Christmas. And he's been, he just was nominated um, top five, uh, in the uh, top five finalists for the humanitarian of the year award in, in NCAA hockey. Um, so that's definitely the coolest story um, 
that I think about all the time. It's so cool. Um, as far as one that wasn't successful, um, I would say the sad ones. And I'm not perfect. No one's perfect, but I think the sad ones are when guys chase the four letters of the league that they play in instead of, as I've said 50 times, instead of going where you where you should go right now and just stick with the process. Um, and then make the jump the following year. Um, like I had a kid a couple of years back, like he played on like five teams. And like I can't believe he didn't quit hockey. Like I've never seen someone so defeated. Um and it was like, gosh, if you would have just went to the went to the one like that we that we talked about first, man, like that's a lot of air miles and money. And um, but though those are the those are the tough ones when and again, again it's everything's a family decision. You're just here to tell them what, you know, give them advice. Um, but we've had a few of those and those are tough. Just because you feel really bad for the kid and you know, he's maybe listening to some other people instead of you and chasing the social media four letters, you know? So I would just say as a group, those, the small number of those we've had, um, those hurt, those keep me up at night. Those are, I hate those. Tim, I, I couldn't thank you enough. This, this conversation could have gone a lot of different ways. Um, I've gotten plenty of screaming matches with his eyes. <laughs> but I, I I really appreciate your honesty, your candor. Um, this is is successful, and I, I appreciate everything you you've said on this podcast. And it's been it's been really an enlightening, positive, educational, good conversation. So thank you very much. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tim. Yeah, boys, I I appreciate you having me on, and I uh, appreciate you responding when I responded to your tweet there, um, and uh, and being open minded. To, to hearing, you know, just a, just a different side from, from someone that's in the trenches to just get another, another perspective on it. Um, yeah, it's an interesting business for sure. So unfortunately it's, you know, some of the reputations probably, probably warranted, but again, I just urge you still got to be open-minded and understand that, you know, it's no different than coaching. It's no, no different sure. than, it's no different than anything else. So um, but I, I really appreciate it, guys. You guys have an awesome night. Thanks a lot. <laughs>